1: Hey everybody, welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to all of you for tuning us in and turning us on and you know, connecting with us for the years that you've connected with us. We have got a lot of things planned for you guys uh moving forward. First of all, let me just say to everyone that um our server has been moved. Um we had a celebration over that uh, about a weekend ago. And I want to give a shout out to all the people that help with that Oliver Jessica Linda uh, Moon. It was a fabulous, fabulous, uneventful, as we like to say in the world of technology, an uneventful event, and what that means is that most of you didn 't realize it was going on except for a short time where our websites were down so Life is good and uh, we have a brand new design plan for everybody out there for the Dr. Pat Show and for Transformation Talk Radio. So it's an incredible time of, of change. Um, it's an incredible time for all of us to, you know, reignite whatever that dream was you have that you might be putting on a back burner you know, whatever that thing that you thought of that you wanted to do or you thought about helping or being in service of another, this is really the time to do it. Not like it hasn't always been the time, but there is an energy in the air. As my friend Carol Barbeau would say, you know, there is, uh, again, a lunar eclipse, things going on, especially if for those of us that are in the sign of Sagittarius. So a lot of things that are happening along the way for many, many people, and this is truly the time for all of us to live life full out. Uh, I want to thank you all. Uh, Today is a topic, first of all, that, uh, you know, for a lot of us, we, we have a sense of it. You know, for a lot of us, we think about our lives, we think about how we live our lives, and certainly we have certain virtues that come to the forefront. But one of the things I don't think we think about quite the way that my guest, Dr. Donna Hicks, has thought about is dignity, dignity, and the, and the role that dignity plays in resolving conflict. Now, we've talked about dignity, and you know one of our, 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 our themes for the show is, you know, honoring the dignity of the human spirit, that's something that we've that's been our theme for the Dr. Pacho and Transformation Talk Radio all along. Think about that. Honoring honoring the dignity of the human spirit. Today we're going to be talking about what this this human interaction is all about with Donna. You know, what is it about dignity that is so important right now and is at the heart of Donna's new book? So here's what I want to say. We're going to be talking about the 10 temptations to violate dignity. And these are very, very important. Um, We're also going to look at certain aspects of what Donna has been so passionate about. You know, you're going to be able to look at beyond these 10 essential elements and temptations. You know, how do we heal relationships with dignity? How do we do that This is why this is so important today, because there are relationships that need to be healed. There are situations going on right now in your lives, in your family, in your businesses. So, you know, thanks to the work of uh, Dr. Donna Hicks, you know, we get to have this conversation Um, She is an associate at the Weatherhead Center for International Affairs, Harvard University, and in addition to teaching conflict resolution um, uh, at Harvard, Clark, and Columbia Universities, spent nearly two decades in the field of international conflict resolution and what it means to facilitate dialogue between communities, between people, between countries, Um, and more importantly, what does it require of each of us. How do we face the truth? How do we come forth to live our best lives? Uh, Donna, thank you so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. This This is a significant and it's also a very essential topic for today's world. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, you're welcome, Pat. It's really I'm wonderful. That's what a wonderful introduction. I'm, I'm I want to hear more from you. <laughs> it's <laughs> so exciting what you've just mapped out.
1: Uh, well, you know, let's start with the idea of dignity, if you don't mind. Um, you know, first of all, congratulations on your success and, and on your book. But I, but I want to start with a conversation on dignity and what it really means, because sometimes I think we get confused a little bit about what dignity means and versus uh, what, what standing up for a healthy boundary means. And we get a little confused about this. You know, let's talk about dignity from your point of view. And what was it in your life that had you become so passionate about this?
2: Yeah, dignity is, Pat, I feel that dignity is something, um, that each and every one of us knows deep inside us. We, we have a, a very strong feeling about it. But, to be able to actually talk about it and put words to it and to describe it in concrete ways, what I found when I when I started researching this topic was it, nobody has done that. You know, nobody has actually uh, put words to this such an important concept. So, for example, I would be telling people when I was writing the book, they would ask me, you know, just sort of casual conversation, so what are you writing about? And I would say, oh, I'm writing about dignity and the role that it plays in all our lives. And people would say, oh, that is just fantastic, oh, great. <laughs> and then they'd say to me, but how can you fill an entire book about dignity? And, you know, we kind of laugh and, uh, about it. But, you know, Pat, that's, that's really the problem, that we all have this initial, um, initial feeling that, oh, yeah, dignity is so important. But to put words to it, to think about it, what it looks like in our everyday lives, how to practice it, how to feel it inside ourselves, how to honor it in other people, there was nothing written about it. I mean, I don't know about you, but that was a shock to me.
1: Well, I have to tell you, it's not a shock to me because, you know, I think you and I um, have have had the opportunity to be passionate about some very interesting, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say something weird, weird right now. It might sound to a lot of listeners. We've had the passion to study something very interesting, very intense, but also... Very emotional for people yep. when you study it from their point of view, and especially violation. I studied violation of of psychological contract, uh, uh, the consequences of violating a psychological contract, meaning the consequences of breaking promises. hmm Exactly. Your study, right? Your study in dignity, and these these two are cousins.
2: They're very they're very close, and and let me just say that you know I started out. Um, W- identifying this issue, uh, you know, in my practice, as you said, convening dialogues for parties in conflict all over the world. You know, because what I, what I noticed, in, and no matter where I was, whether it was the Middle East or Sri Lanka or Colombia or wherever in the world, people would react the same way. These, these what you aptly describe as these emotional reactions that people had to the way other people were treating them in, you know, in these conflicts were so strong, they were so powerful, yet nobody was discussing them at these negotiating tables. They would be discussing all the political issues, like the borders and how are we going to divide up the country, how are we going to share power. But because I'm a psychologist, I tuned into this other conversation at the table, but you know what? It wasn't at the top of the table. This stuff was like emotional undercurrents that were running under the table wreaking havoc, making it impossible for people to be able to 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 negotiate these political issues. So I, this is what I realized when I saw this happening, and it repeated itself everywhere, that we have to find a way to name these emotional, what I call these emotional riptides that are running through these conflicts and put it on the table for discussion. But, you know, the interesting thing is, if I were to say to these very high-level people that we were... You know Convening for dialogues, if I were to say to them, "Okay, so tell me a time when you felt that you were emotionally wounded by the other side well i 'm sorry, but that conversation would go nowhere nobody right. wants to, nobody wants to do, to discuss things emotional so that I think the contribution that I made to not only international conflict but to, to many of us who are struggling with these issues is um, naming these emotional Um, reactions that are so strong and powerful, naming them dignity violations. Because, Pat, when people, when I would then, you know, once I had this epiphany about naming it dignity, I would go into these people, the same exact people, and I would say, gee, tell me a time when you felt your dignity was violated by the other side. Well, every single person sitting at that table had a story. Not only did they have one story, and not only were they willing to talk about it, but I couldn't stop it. Right? So this is something it's the elephant in every room when there's a conflict and it doesn't just it isn't just um confined to the international conflicts. This is true in our families, it's true in our workplace, it's true in our, you know, friend friendships and relationships at all levels. And yet um and yet it's nobody was naming it up until, you know, the time that I've been had written this book. And so it was just felt like this is the most urgent thing that we need to do right now because I was telling a group of doctors uh, at a hospital here in Cambridge that I think we have a public health crisis yes. around indignity. People are being treated badly left and right,
1: and, and nobody is doing anything about it. No, We're getting I, away I- with it. I love this topic because, you know, this is, some, this is something I want to talk about with you when we come back from the break because I actually want to go through, you know, what some of the violations of dignity look like. You yeah. know, sometimes what happens is, you know, we, we talk about things uh, in, in a way that folks, you know, sort of relate to. But the way that you present this, Donna, is mm-hmm. you present this in terms of behavior right and, and yeah and that i think is the the dilemma that you and i had to overcome in this in the areas that that we study and became known for um you you say to somebody hey have you ever had a promise broken and they say oh yeah all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then when you talk about things the way you're talking about them um around dignity and you ask them or they tell you questions about Certain things that have happened to to, to them, and they right. talk about this easily. Right. You get to a whole different level. That's where you, that's where your so work true. is brilliant, because so you can turn this around. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with my very special guest today. I'm going to tell you all about the book. I'm going to tell you all about um, her work. But most importantly, we want to give you some tools. You know, we want to be able to uh, have you understand what the elements of dignity are but beyond that we want you to get a glimpse of how this permeates every aspect of your life and what do you do about it how do you either protect yourself how do you handle it or how do you come to resolve your own inner conflict about this Um, let's take a short break we'll be right back this is a very important topic and we'll tell you a lot more why when we come back stay tuned we'll be right back with the dr pat show
3: Want to know what the best-kept secret in Access Consciousness is? It's the Access Gold Club. Demanding more change and the latest and greatest, but can't always get to all the classes you desire? Let Gary and Dane come to you. Join the Gold Club, and each month you'll receive a 60-minute live call, a weekly email on the month's theme containing the latest clearings in written form, and an MP3 loop twice a month receive a brand new video with Gary and Dane how does it get any better than this in addition to receiving a cd format of the monthly call mailed to you you'll also enjoy a surprise bonus gift be in on the secret join today at www.isnowthetime.com/special-tips
4: Successful people accomplish what they set out to do. They make a promise and work hard to keep their word to themselves and to others. Keeping one's word is the simple idea behind a breathtakingly new way to achieve more. Keeping your word is a practice developed by Vladimir Gerasichev, a life coach and business trainer with over 20 years' experience. Visit keepyourword.com to learn more about the transformative technique and check out the free Keep Your Word app. Keeping your
0: word, changing your life forever.
4: called the Oprah of radio by her listeners, award-winning host Dr. Pat Facelli is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T H E D R Patshow.com for listening times
0: in your area. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basilli. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. This is um, the Dr. Pat Show. I have to tell you guys listening to this show, you probably have heard me do this show 10 years. This is our 10th year and right here on this station, our 10th year. If you had asked me 10 years ago how long I would be taking this message out into the world, I'm not quite sure what I would have said. I don't believe I would have said 10 years. But sometimes when you're passionate about doing work that really calls for a higher level of consciousness, both in yourself and the world, you just can't quit. That's what's going on here today with my very special guest Dr. Donner Donner Hicks but I want to tell everybody right now I would love to invite all of you out there for those of you especially that are not able to participate in the Monsanto March this weekend I would love for those of you out there to go to the website um, Declaredignity.com that's Declaredignity.com and when you get there you're going to be greeted by a, a, a very important quote that I hope uh, that I hope Donna talks about here, and and it says this: we we might not be able to change the world, but we can create a more respectful way of being in it together. I'm telling you, Donna, I I am I go into this page, and I have to tell you that I got chills all over and I have to tell you, I got a knot in my stomach mm-hmm. about how significant this is and you know why this topic is so important. Tell folks about this website, why this has been put together and, and also what is it about declaring dignity or lack thereof of dignity that is just gnawing away at people?
2: Well, I, I think um, the website was inspired by all of the, the places that I've been in the world where people are suffering terribly from you know, being treated badly, from being treated as if they weren't you know, valuable and worthy human beings. And, and by the way, that's the very simple definition of dignity that I use, that we all have inherent value and worth, and at the same time we're really all vul- vulnerable to having that value and worth um, uh, assaulted and injured, just like we're vulnerable to having our physical selves injured, we're equally as vulnerable to having our dignity um, wounded. So this was this website was an attempt to raise consciousness, just as you said in the intro, raise con- consciousness about how important and how basically, you know, at the end of the day, how fragile human beings are, and that. But we go around treating each other as if we're not. We go around treating each other as if these dignity assaults don't matter. And so Archbishop Tutu, um, I, I do. I work with him. Uh, we've been friends for about a decade now. We both decided that this is something we could start this campaign, to just raise awareness. And that, that website, com, has a very short video, a minute or so long, with all the elements of dignity that we're going to talk about in a minute, all um, Um, addressed in this short video. And then we ask the um, people who are uh, um, viewing this Declaration of Dignity to sign up. There's a spot on the website where you can sign your name in support of Dignity and become what Archbishop Tutu has called Dignity Agents, people who are really out there and concerned about these issues at every level of their lives, in their families, and, as I said, in their workplace, all their relationships, to just get us to a point where we're treating each other um, as if we matter, that we're treating each other as if we're all significant and, and, and important human beings that deserve. Because you know what? If you have something that's valuable and worthy, you take care of it,
1: right? You don't yeah, abuse it. You absolutely do. You yeah, don't abuse do. it. Right. And
2: dignity, I'll tell you, to dig- I've got to tell you an important bit, bit of research that I've discovered please, please. about dignity. And, and that is that when people... Get feel an assault to their dignity, when they have these psychological hits that they take, it shows up in the brain in the same area as if you've had a physical wound. So the brain doesn't know the difference between a dignity wound, the feeling of it inside us, and the pain that's caused by a physical injury. So I don't know about you, Pat, and and your listeners, but I
1: just thought that was astonishing. It is astonishing, and we know it. We know, we, it. Know it. We, we know it. We know it. We know it feels it... like that. We just don't know what to do about it. Exactly. We also don't know that we have the right, uh, Donna, and this is what I love about this conversation. We also don't know that we have the right to do anything about it. Yes. Because, uh, you know, think about this. How many organizations, let's talk about businesses for a minute. Let's talk about how many organizations tell you right away, you know what, do us a favor, leave your emotions at the door. Oh, Please, I know. do not bring I them know. in here. I know. Right? So, we live in a world where where dignity uh, doesn 't show up now let 's talk about some some of these things around dignity because I know your research, I know my research, and I know popular research says that the number one thing out there that people absolutely demand in, in is respect. My mm-hmm. research when asked. What do you think your organization or your manager is obligated to provide you with? Mm-hmm. Respect. Well, here, you know, Top I have, of the list. Um,
2: I have a, I have a slight. Um, what should I say? I think that there's a difference, um, Pat, between dignity and respect. There is now. Here's here's, and it's and it's not a complicated difference, but it's really important. The difference I think is that dignity, as I said, is something that. Each and every one of us, we're born with it. We're born valuable, you know. And if you have any trouble imagining that, just go put conjure up in your mind an image of a newborn baby, or maybe you have one, and your listeners have little babies in their lives. You think about how precious they are. We we get these these children come into the world, and we're so happy. They're you know that we treat them so wonderfully. But then all of a sudden, for some odd reason. We forget, you know, kids grow up, they talk back, you know, they, <laughs> they, they become, they have their own minds, and we, we lose touch of the fact that each and every one of us, and, and Pat, I would say, not only are we valuable, but we're invaluable. Mm. You know, we're priceless. There's, there's, you can't put a price to human life, and we're irreplaceable. There's, no, there's not one other human being on the planet has the same genetic makeup that we do. So, and what, so what do you do with something like that? And I just think we've lost sight of, of how important it is to treat each other with care and very loving attention. And so it's just, this is the call, Pat, is to get, mm. back to, to get back to a place that we already know. We know we, we love these little babies when they come into the world. We, we treat them as if they're just the most precious, which they are, creatures. But we, we need to stay in touch with that preciousness.
1: One of the things I hear you saying, and thank you for pointing out that distinction. That's a very important one. What I hear you saying is that dignity is our birthright.
2: Right, exactly. Uh,
1: that is a fundamental difference because, you know what, we grow up in families. My mother used to say to me, honey, you got to earn the respect of people. But dignity, you know, exactly. from what you're talking about, is we come into this world with this spirit. And, you know, dignity and human spirit are really connected, I think, um, especially based on what you're saying in your book and your work. And it is our birthright. Why is it then, Donna, Do you know, and let's talk about this in the context of some of the elements and also temptations. Mm -hmm. Why is it we forget this or why is it? I don't know how to even phrase the question, by Mm -hmm. the way. What is it about this that we are so easily given up? Why do we give this up? Well, let me,
2: let me just say the, the last thing about the respect, because mm-hmm. you've already said it, but I just want to emphasize it, that dignity is something that we come into the world with. We're all right. born valuable and, and priceless and irreplaceable. But respect, I think your mom was right, respect does have to be earned. It's something that we do, you know, some action that we take that we, we say, boy, I really admire that person or, you know, I really, um, I want to be like that person. But dignity is something every single one of us deserves, right? We right. all are born. So, so respect is right. Is right. It's right that your mom says respect is earned. But dignity, we have to remember. And why do we forget? Is your question? Yes. Well, you know what? I think what happens is that we we're at a state of uh, the development of our consciousness as a human species. I think we're struggling with this issue. I think we have forgotten. We have forgotten how valuable human life is. And what happens is we go out there into the world, we grow up, and we feel threatened by by, by each other. You know, whether we're conscious of it or not, we, we often violate people's dignity. We, you know, we do things, and in a minute I'll I'll just bring up those ten elements, but I think what happens is there's part of us that gets, our self-preservation instincts get so riled up when people come at us with these, you know, hurtful dignity violations where we feel shamed or we feel insulted or we feel dismissed or criticized, whatever, Then again, we're going to get to that in a minute what they are, but the point is that we, we lose sight of our best selves and our best selves is that part that is born, you know, priceless and irreplaceable because we're constantly out there defending ourselves from all the, you know, the assaults that are happening. And I just think we, we, we've gotten way beyond, way beyond um, our, the, the usefulness of these self-preservation instincts, and they are getting in our way. So I let agree. Me just, let me just say what, some of the ways in which we feel like we can have our, let's say it positively. Well, let's
1: let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, that will give us enough time to really go through all of these. Absolutely. And and, and talk about these from a perspective that you've so brilliantly highlighted and documented and that people really could get. Because there is, for those of you listening, there really is uh, something in this conversation that's going to be critically important to you. Part of it, I believe, and we can talk about this when you come back, part of it is to stand up in a spirit of empowerment and understand what your birthright really is all about. That's why this campaign is so important. And then what happens when you go down the road and and you feel like... This is something that's so powerfully affected you in a negative way. Mm-hmm. You're not quite sure how to get that dignity back. Um, and in fact, we'll talk about why in reality it isn't really gone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show.
3: in consciousness people just like you who want to shift and change what isn't working for them who want to shift and change what isn't working on the planet questions that's about shifting and changing whatever isn't working for you consciousness includes everything and judges nothing
1: questions in consciousness
3: a teleco with like-minded people from all around the world which gives you the place and space to ask what isn't working for
1: you for more information go to questionsinconsciousness.net that's questionsinconsciousness.net
4: Are you a health-conscious, spiritual woman who is just tired of struggling with food obsession, emotional eating, and constantly having to struggle with weight and food? You aren't alone. The secret is within us, often in releasing internal resistance and blocks to our own success. To learn how to end the war with food and your body now and find peace, go to eatlikeagoddess.com for your free audio. Break free from food obsession and lose weight without trying.
3: The truth is funny.com. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenn Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out com to learn more and to book a private session. Or do 415 235 2807.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Now, back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I want to mention, again, for those of you out there, uh, Dr. Donna Hicks joining me here today, you know, please join us in the Declaration of Dignity. And the, the, this is so important. I love what this says. Whenever we honor someone's dignity, we strengthen our own. That statement alone is one of the most powerful things we can look at right now in the world. And we're going to talk about what some of the elements of dignity are. But go to the website, Declare Dignity. Com. and when you go there, please look at the video. Um, also, you have an opportunity to join um, the team, and what that means. So please go ahead and check this out. Also, Donna, what's the best way for people to get a copy of your book?
2: Well, I know it's uh, it's pretty much in bookstores. Um, you know the the popular bookstores, the big bookstores. It's and um, you, know, you can get it on Amazon and. Uh, but I, I think, um, you know, just going to your local bookstore, because most, at, my, at least my experience has been, even, even on the West Coast, that people, uh, the booksellers are have it uh, stocked. So, if not Amazon, Amazon has it.
1: Yep. Certainly. Amazon has What did we do before Amazon, really? I
2: know. The before <laughs> Amazon. I think Barnes & Noble. Barnes & um, Noble, too. Barnes & yeah. Noble has it as well.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. All right, let's talk about dignity. Let's talk about what the elements are, and then I'd love to talk about the temptations, because I think these yep. go hand in hand.
2: They are two sides, the different sides of a coin, absolutely. Well, let, I mean, I don't know whether to talk about them in the ways that um, people feel violated by it or, or or the positive way, which is what do we want? You know, what, what are the behaviors that we want to see people engage in when, they, when we interact with them in a, that show that, that we're having our dignity. Maybe I'll say it positively.
1: Okay, so, and how about, you, how about you be the light side and I'll be the dark side? All righty. That sounds good.
2: <laughs> that sounds good. So one of the most important, um, when, when I was doing all my interviews about what, was, what people felt was important to have um, their dignity honored, it was always they mentioned identity. Because, you know, this is the big problem of stereotypes that some people feel that others are inferior to them and um, that, you know, depending on what your race is, your class, your, you know, sexual orientation, your religion, that these things, you know, calling somebody, let's say, uh, or even gender, even women. So the whole point is that we feel that we have our dignity honored. When our identity is accepted, no matter who we are, you know, ind- independent of our race, religion, ethnicity, all of that. And I'll tell you, so many wars are fought over this one. I mean, it, it happens in our everyday lives where you know we stereotype certain groups of people, thinking that they're that we're better than they. But wars are fought over this too. So identity is huge, and you know, my 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 uh, the short uh, description that I have about identity, is approach people as neither inferior nor superior to, to you, give others the freedom to express their authentic selves without fear of being negatively judged, uh, and interact without prejudice or bias, accepting how race, religion, gender, class, etc., are at the core of our identity. So, you know, we're born with these certain characteristics, and it's just so totally unfair if we're dismissed because of our identity.
1: One of the things that I, and and let's talk about the temptations to violate dignity, because I think they're the flip side of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, Donna, I think that this is something that people relate to, especially through example. One of the things I was looking at here is, you know, I was looking at how this shows up in our day-to-day lives. Because I think one of the things that you and I were talking about is, You know, organizations, you you know, people are really moving beyond the organizational conversation, whether it's a government, right, Mm -hmm. Right. or whether it's a country or whether it's a corporation or a small business. It doesn't matter. You know, they look at these entities now almost with a sense of, you know what, there's nothing we can do about them. But on an individual level, they're looking at behavior. That's what you did. And, you know, one of the things you talk about is taking the bait. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about that for a minute, because this is, I think, one of the most critical ways to create a vibration of change. Right. Um, So if you could talk about that for a minute, and and let's invite people to see if they can if there was anything they could do, let's see if we could do this one.
2: Okay. So taking the bait is, so, you know, you have a bad interaction with somebody, somebody insults you, and you feel your heart racing, you know, you want to lash back at them, you want to say, you know, you want to just get even, you want to do something that returns the harm because our self-preservation instincts are really strong. And when when somebody treats us badly, we want to to get even. But here's the thing, if you take the bait like that, if you let somebody else's bad behavior determine how you're going to act, you're ending up violating your own dignity. So we don't want to take the bait and let other people determine, what you know, the, your your behavior. So it's so hard to do, though. Let me just say this requires that this requires such restraint, because when when somebody's coming at you and you know that hurtful impact, that crushing feeling that you're going to get, it, to stand there and 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 not respond in a you know in kind way is really hard, but. You know, and then this leads to another one of these temptations, because this what this means is that we have to restrain ourselves, but at the same time, we also don't want to sit there and take it. we don't want to be treated badly and then just sit there and say nothing right right this is, this is the the thing, so there's a part of us that we have to assert when we say when somebody's violating our dignity so instead of the taking the bait, what we do is we stand up and say, think, you know, for example, we could say, "Look, I don't know whether you really meant to harm me um, in that last way that you just spoke to me, but I can tell you that it, it's not okay with me the way you're treating me." See, that's very different from from lashing back and trying to go for the jugular with the other with the other person, making him or her feel bad. All you're doing is you're saying, "Hey, wait a minute." This behavior is really not acceptable to me, right? I, I really, and, and the other way of giving people the benefit of the doubt, which is another element of dignity, is to say to them, gee, you might not be aware of the impact that you just had when you treated me this way. You may not be aware of it. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you're not aware of it, but let me tell you what the impact was, right?
1: Right. So, well, <clears throat> that's, those things are perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, they're perfect because they begin dialogue. They begin dialogue. Um, And and (laughs) what you said is so important because, you know, when we go on this path to open up the dialogue, we still have to make sure that we hold that temptation you mentioned in the forefront. Because as we begin this dialogue, you have to really hold that don't take the bait.
2: Right. You have to have it in your consciousness. But I'll tell you what, this is why these, these um, self-preservation instincts, these instincts to want to take the bait, to want to lash back, they are so powerful. But this is the, the really hard work of dignity is to, like you said, keep it in your consciousness. that Oh, my God, I don't want to respond this way because then you become the perpetrator, right? You become the dignity violator if you lash back. So holding steady, you know, restraining yourself, and sometimes, I mean, almost always, it takes, uh, for me anyway, it takes me some distance from it before I start confronting the person. Because you know what? When some, here's another bit of research. When somebody comes at you like that and, and insults you or harms your dignity, we have a chemical reaction in our brain, and those chemicals go throughout our body. And in the, in the, the words of one uh, neuroscientist who's describing this reaction, she said, look, you need to wait. You need, you need to wait and let those chemicals get through your body before you respond because you're likely, in the heat of all of those, you know, hormones that want you to attack and lash back, if you respond that from that place, you're, you're going to, you know, you are going to take the bait. So the whole well, idea is to step back, take a few breaths, you know, what I call climb up mm-hmm. on the balcony Get a bigger perspective of this, and then approach the person.
1: Well, say, this is really this is th- this is one of the more important conversations, you know, that we've had in a long time because it is so um, it's it's so insidious. Mm-hmm. But the it idea is. about this is that you know we don't think we can stop it. We mm-hmm. don't think we can. Stop. I- I'm going to jump to blaming and shaming others right. for a minute. Uh, wow a popular one. <laughs> well, it's a popular one and it's also one of the ones just like we were talking about before, we don't even get that we're doing this. I know. You know, what are some of the little what are some of the the signs we can point out to people to say, "You know what? This is how this shows up and this is what you need to do to stop it."
2: So, one of the strongest self-preservation instincts that we have, you know, everybody knows about fight and flight, right? But these 10 temptations are 10 other instincts that we have equally as strong as the fight and flight instinct. One of them is that we, another very strong impulse that we have that's hardwired into in us from the day we were born is this desire not to look bad in the eyes of other people, okay? We do not want to look bad. And these, many of these temptations that I highlight in the book are ways in which we try to cover up That feeling of looking bad in the eyes of others. I mean, you talk about shame and blame. So, one of the things that we'll do to deflect our own guilt is to point the finger at somebody else and say, Oh, I didn't do this, even though you know in your heart you did. This was all his fault, right? And another thing that we do, uh, which has been in the news a lot lately in a variety of ways, is that we basically lie, right? We try to cover up our bad behavior because we try to save face, and, and of course, Lance Armstrong is the poster child for this. Look how he deflected his guilt by trying to, you know, blame everybody else, and he, in order to save his own face, he engaged in this deception that I, I frankly believe that he even thought of it was true himself. He deceived himself to the extent that he really thought that these other people were, you know, attacking him about this doping. And so these, these are things that each and every one of us, I'm sure, I mean, I know I'm, I have done, you know, I've been guilty of these things myself. I'm the first to admit it. And because if you, if you haven't tried to cover up or if you haven't tried to say face, then you'd be losing, there's a big part of being a human being that, you know, you don't have. So all of us have these temptations. The question is, what do we do about them and how do we stop them before they wreak havoc on our relationship?
1: Well, let's talk about this when we come back because there is a bottom line to all of this. You know, what are the consequences associated with not understanding how dignity shows up in our lives uh, or what we can do about it? Thanks to my very special guest today, Dr. Donna Hicks. When we come back, we're going to talk to you about some of the things that you can be immediately aware of and some of the things that you can do to create a shift. And in and by the way, one of the things that you hear us talk about on the show a lot is frequency and vibration of consciousness dignity is one of the highest ones and when we come back we'll talk about why stay tuned we'll be right back with the dr pat show
3: Are you looking for positive answers to tough questions in your personal and professional life? On Purpose Radio with Karen Florence is a riveting show that will help you reveal your own truth and begin to live the life you've always wanted. Karen's dynamic approach to coaching people in all areas of their lives has made her one of the most sought-after coaches today. Tune in each Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit OnPurposeRadio.com.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, please call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Now, back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome back. Welcome back to the Doctor Pat Show. It's so great to have you all join us here on the show. I, I also want to mention that um, you know you can get a copy of, uh, um, uh, of of the book we're talking about here today from uh, Doctor Donna Hicks just about everywhere. But we're going to talk a little bit about why this book is important before we. Before we go into giving some people some very specific things, uh, Donna, why don't you take a minute and just tell people a little bit about how you were able to write this book?
2: Yeah, I I, I was just um, mentioning to Pat that what was so wonderful about my publisher, Yale University Press, was that they realized that the, the typical a- a, you know academic approach to a subject wasn't going to work with this word dignity, with this concept of dignity. I you know i told them that what i wanted to do was to write stories in order to illustrate uh, for people exactly what i found in my in my all of my research about dignity i because i wanted you know dignity is such a highly charged emotional issue that you, it's not an intellectual issue it's about these deep emotional and spiritual yearnings that we all have and i i told my publisher that i needed to tell stories in order for the public and the reader to be able to grasp what I'm trying to convey, and they were wonderful. They agreed that, and so 20, I think 21 chapters, uh, 22 chapters out of 23 are all about stories, ways in which I've worked with this in the international community, in my personal life, in corporations that I've worked in, you know, with interpersonal relationships. So everybody will be able to. Uh, I have yet anyone, have heard anyone say that they couldn't understand what I was trying to convey in this book. Because people understand stories more than anything else, we all Absolutely. get it when we hear a story.
1: Absolutely, um, and that's so much, that's so important that you are able to combine both. Mm-hmm. Because you know, for anybody that's out there, left brain, you know, a lot of information on this, but the heartfelt stories are really what helps us understand things in terms of our own lives.
0: Right. You know.
1: I would love, Donna, to take a, a couple of, of ideas of what you presented in your work and, and zoom in on a few of them that people can really relate to and change, mm-hmm. change right now, today.
2: Well, let me, let me just say one thing about these 10 sure. temptations, these, these instincts that we all have that sort of they, they get triggered so easily when somebody is um, treating us badly. These instincts, one of the things that I've discovered in my practice with people about dignity is that the first thing that we have to do is take the shame out of admitting that we all have these temptations, right? That right. we all, because each and every one of us has that if we're human beings, we, we want to save face, we want to um, deflect blame, we want to not take responsibility. I mean, some of the hardest things in the world to do when you're having a fight or an argument with somebody is to take responsibility, And one in particular that I think we we need to spend a couple of seconds focusing on is that one of these temptations is to assume that we're the innocent victim when a relationship breaks down. So instead of assuming, and what we have to do is switch the default settings on these instincts, we have to say, whoa, maybe I do, maybe I'm not an innocent victim here. Maybe there is something that I'm doing that's contributing to this failed relationship. And because this is related to another one of these temptations, we all have blind spots, things that we can't see that we're doing, that other people, especially our close loved ones and our colleagues, they can see our blind spots, but we can't. So we, when we assume that we, the problem in a relationship is all about somebody else, not about us, we don't realize that they can see our blind spots, and we are literally blind to them. So one of the ways of overcoming this, of course, is to, number one, take the shame out of admitting that you might have done something wrong. You might have harmed somebody. But, you know, the other aspect of this is to take in feedback from people who you really trust, feedback that's given to you in a way that doesn't feel like a weapon. Because, boy, Pat, don't we know when we get into an argument with somebody and somebody's trying to get even with us, they, sh- they put those blind spots right in front of our face, right? Yeah.
1: yeah but we can't yeah.
2: hear them. We can't hear them when they're delivered as a weapon to, to make us feel bad. So it's it takes tremendous amount of skill and practice to say to your loved one, hey, look, and not in the heat of an argument, by the way, but to say to your loved one, look, you know, I, I can see that you're getting yourself into trouble with people repeatedly, and let me let me just hold a mirror up for you for a minute. And I'm going to ask you to do exactly the same thing for me. I want you to hold a mirror up for me to show me the things that I can't see that's getting me into trouble with other people as well, right? So yeah. this is, this, I think, giving each other feedback about what we can't see is one of the most loving things that we can do because it, our growth and our development is, is, is uh, frozen around these these blind spots that we have. We can't get beyond them. We're kind of stuck in these blind spots. And you know what the sad part about it is, Pat? These blind spots are often um, blind spots that get created when we have early violations of our dignity when we were, you know, r- growing up. They get frozen in there. And yeah. so many of us, I mean, here, here's yeah. the other thing about the dignity work, Pat. We have to have a huge dose of compassion for ourselves and for other people because, you know, it isn't easy being a human being right. coming into the world with all of these, you know, temptations to violate dignity. We we have to go a little easier on each other and give each other a little space to, you know, to learn these things and space to say I'm sorry and space to talk about. I mean, that's the other thing we need. And healing requires for us to be able to tell our stories about ways in which um, have been violated. So this is all wrapped up in, in in some really deep learning about really what it means to be a human being and to know what we're up against with all of these hair trigger <laughs> temptations that each and every one of
1: us has. Oh, I love it. You know, Donna, thank you so much for joining me here today. And thank you so much for all that you're doing. I mean, a lot of what we're talking about you so brilliantly lay out in the book. So thank you so much. And please let folks know the best website to go. Well, my, my personal
2: website is com, all lowercase. Um, and you, people can learn more about my work and, um, you know, everything that I'm doing. Uh, if They're interested in workshops. There's seminars or whatever, and then the com. that's the one that's the global campaign. You'll see people uh, who have signed up for Dignity uh, to be Dignity agents from Fiji, Indonesia, Africa, Asia, so it's really exciting, and I'd love to have people from Seattle signed up, too. It would be wonderful.
1: Well, we're going to make sure that all of our listeners sign up for it. I know that right after this interview, I'm going to make that declaration. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for all that you do. It's been wonderful to chat with you.
2: You are most welcome, and I say the same thing to you. Thank you for all that you're doing.
1: Oh my gosh, what a great show, folks. Please get a copy of the book. Please go to the website. Please remember that Dignity, according to uh, this amazing guest today, amazing woman, and for many of us here that know this, Dignity is your birthright. Please reclaim it if you've lost it. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show.
0: Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com.
1: Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com.